Suresh Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Obeisances to you, Gopal Bhatta Prabhu. How are you this morning? I'm really honored and privileged to be amongst this group of wonderful Hall of Fame type devotees glorifying Prabhupada as our preeminent Shiksha Guru. And, uh, and we feel uh, honored and privileged to spend time with you. The uh, GBC uh, strategic planning team uh, has been, uh, well, first, one of the things we've been doing is uh, doing our best to educate and warn uh, devotees worldwide about the dangers of COVID. Uh, we are also doing numerous uh, general spiritual uh, discussions and dialogues with numerous devotees. Uh, during Srila Prabhupada's disappearance day, which was yesterday, we had three days of celebrating his disappearance. And uh, on the first day uh, before his uh, disappearance day, then on his disappearance day, and then one day after. So we're very, very fortunate to uh, be able to uh, speak with you. I think that many, many devotees know you because you've been a strong advocate of Srila Prabhupada's position in the society and have traveled worldwide. But, but there may be some devotees in our audience that uh, uh, haven't uh, met you. or So maybe you could just start with uh, a few words about your history and, and how you've uh, evolved as a devotee. Hmm. Well... Uh, wow, it's been 50 years since I joined Prabhupada's ISKCON in July 1970. <coughs> Initiated 71, second initiation 72. Over the years, my service has really revolved around Prabhupada's books. Of course, first studying them, distributing them. I was serving at the BBT, indexing them in the 70s. And, and of late, teaching them. And when I was teaching at the Bayapur Institute in 2010, 2011, I, I noticed how disconnected my students seemed to be from Srila Prabhupada, just because they hadn't seen him physically. So that concern reached the tipping point in 2011, 2012. And so it was the strategic planning team, your strategic planning team, who really encouraged me uh, in my desire to make a seminar series presenting Srila Prabhupada as everyone's foundational guru, core identity, preeminent Siksha guru. So I've been, I did that from 2012 to, to 2020. And now during COVID, <laughs> I've been doing it on Zoom. The silver lining in the pandemic cloud is we're reaching more than ever. So uh, yeah, that's become my mission in the mission just mm. uh, putting Prabhupada in the center. Mm. Wonderful. Mm. Of course, uh, there's uh, the notion of Srila Prabhupada being the preeminent Shiksha Guru uh, is uh, in one sense a, a little bit of an elaboration on his own statement that he is the founder Acharya of this movement for all of his kind for all of time. Hmm. Um, but let's, uh, let's just, uh, when, when did the GBC first kind of resolve this and how did the, uh, what, what is that resolution that, uh, 
the GBC came up with as it relates to Srila Prabhupada's preeminent position? Mm -hmm. Good question. And uh, because half the lessons I teach about our founder Acharya, they're actually kind of history lessons. Because as the saying goes, those who don't, don't study history are condemned to repeat its mistakes. So uh, in 1994, uh, ISKCON in general and our leadership in particular had sufficiently recovered from uh, the dark days of the Zonal Acharya era, which many devotees may not even know about. But we went through this period <coughs> of Prabhupada's uh, positioning being practically eclipsed in a very Diksha Guru kind of centered culture. So by the 90s, and specifically in March 1994, at the GBC's annual general meeting, uh, our governing body came out with what they called a founder acharya statement. I'm going to read the relevant passage. Mm -hmm. It's about a seven-part statement. But for our purposes, the most significant part of the statement was the very first part. Uh, well, first of all, it's prefaced by what the GBC said here. It says, to fulfill the previous Acharya's desire for you, a united worldwide preaching organization to expand Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, Srila Prabhupada founded the International Society for Krishna Consciousness as a distinct branch of the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya. Therefore, he is the founder Acharya of ISKCON. And then part A reads, Srila Prabhupada is the foundational Shiksha Guru for all ISKCON devotees because he has realized and presented the teachings of the previous Acharyas of the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya appropriately for the modern age. And there's many corollary points, but that's the main one. And so, interestingly, that was passed in March of 94. So then the question might follow, how was that resolution actually received? <laughs> well, I wasn't there, but I have a god brother who was in Mayapur, not in March, but he was there for Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja several months later, right in the Dham, Sri Dham Mayapur. <coughs> Excuse me. And he was on the morning of Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja, he was chanting Japa in the courtyard outside the Panchatattva temple. And of course, it's a noon fast. So he was chanting. And then in the corner, in a corner of the courtyard, my godbrother was surprised to see a local brahmachari chomping down on a big piece of pizza during the half day fast. <laughs> so as tactfully as he could, he approached the brahmachari and he said, oh Prabhu, maybe you didn't know, today is Srila Prabhupada's Vyasa Puja day and we're doing a half day fast. So rather defiantly, the brahmachari looked up and said to my godbrother, well, you say that because he's your guru. He's not my guru. <laughs> so so uh, my godbrother was so surprised, even shocked. He didn't even say anything. He just walked away and he was thinking, wow, okay, we've had this founder Acharya statement, but uh, obviously it wasn't communicated. <laughs> I mean, 
right to the to the local devotees. Mm. So uh, that was yeah quite a wake up call for him. And uh, so yeah. as we as we roll forward, uh, let's say uh, we get into the you know two thousand and uh, the. The, the world, by the way, didn't uh, crash and burn because of all the computers like uh, some people thought it might. Uh, were, there, were there other legitimate uh, initiatives that were started up to, to, mm -hmm. to kind of bring forward this notion? Yeah, uh, good question, because actually it was my, the same godbrother who was uh, uh, really stunned by that little incident. Two years later, during Prabhupada's centennial year celebration at, again at the AGM and this time he did attend uh, the festival at that AGM time he brought with him a little booklet that he compiled uh, mm -hmm. and he on his own initiative he circulated it it was a booklet called Shiksha Diksha and basically the message of the booklet turned on a passage from Prabhupada's uh, purport to CC Adi 147, where Prabhupada writes that the quote, the initiating and instructing spiritual masters, <coughs> excuse me, are equal and identical manifestations of Krishna, although they have different dealings. So equal and identical manifestations. But this was a challenge to Iskan's still largely Diksha Guru centered culture which was preventing many devotees from realizing their foundational relationship with our founder, Acharya, mm. as their preeminent shikshu guru, because he wasn't their dikshu guru, right? Mm. So he, so that's why my godbrother brought this shiksha diksha, equal and identical uh, message to Mayapur. So that was one initiative. <coughs> then in 1999, just before, yeah, the Y2K, uh, Puff of cyber spoke it didn't happen. The world still went on. So in 1999, to help ISKCON develop its Shiksha culture, His Holiness Shiva Ram Maharaj published a book called The Shiksha Guru because mm -hmm. he also saw this, this, uh, this real undeveloped part of our guru culture that it was still more or less all about the Diksha Guru. So what did he base his message on <clears throat> well drawing on Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Harinama Chintamani Maharaj explored the unique characteristics of the founder Acharya the foundational spiritual master of any devotional line and it was a it was a rather uh, bold statement it was a small book and I still have it it's uh, it's very nice and we actually on our Sabah, we had a Zoom conference with Maharaj recently. He said, boy, that was written a long time ago. I would probably say even more today <laughs> about, about the Shiksha Guru. But uh, yeah, it, it went out there. So that was helpful. At least it went out there. Mm. <coughs> so uh, any other developments during that period of time, 2000 to 2010 or so? Yeah. Um, well, apart from our own ISKCON literature, there is very powerful evidence right in our own Gaudiya Sampradaya, Shastric evidence 
for the founder Acharya being the preeminent Shiksha Guru for everyone in his line. And that evidence, again, it comes from Srila Bhaktivinoda's, uh, the same book, Harinama Chintamani, mm. which I started making, when I started doing the founder Acharya research, my own research, I looked at that book. And right in chapter six, text 22, and 23, I'm going to bring it up here. Yeah, okay. I found this. Valkyrie <laughs> Thakur says that one should first of all, quote, one should first of all accept the instructions of the, and the Bengali is Sampradaya Radhe Guru, the original guru of the Sampradaya and behave accordingly. So in our Gaudiya line, our Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya, the original guru in our whole entire sampradaya is lord brahma so certainly uh, we revere the prayers of lord brahma and we take shiksha from him in the bhagavatam and then bhakyanot says in the disciplic succession of vaishnavas the previous acharyas are established respectfully as shiksha gurus for the sampradaya so certainly Srila Prabhupada is preaching to remind us again and again that he's not making anything up. He's simply uh, following Guru Sadhu and Shastra. He's forever referencing the Purva, the previous Acharyas. So Bhaktivinoda said, we, we honor them, the previous Acharyas. But then he turns very powerfully, very significantly in these texts. And he says, however, the Adyacharya, and that's Bengali for the founder Acharya, the Adi, Adhyacharya, the founder Acharya, or original guru of a disciplic line, is appropriately worshipped and respected as the Guru Shiromanihi, the topmost crown jewel of the spiritual masters. <coughs> His perfect philosophical, so philosophical conclusions are to be followed by all in the Sampradaya in his, his line. Any contrary instructions will not be accepted. So that's Harinama Chintamani, chapter 6, text 22 and 23. So in our ISKCON branch, Prabhupada called ISKCON a branch of Lord Chaitanya's tree of love of God, Srila Prabhupada is our Adhyacharya, our founder Acharya. Quote, appropriately worshipped and respected as the Guru Shiromani the topmost crown jewel of the spiritual masters, unquote, through whom we see all teachers and teachings. And that's the point, that as long as we're seeing all teachers and teachings through Prabhupada's eyes, Prabhupada's eyes, then we're actually in his Sangha. As soon as we begin to see Prabhupada through others' eyes, one can certainly do that, and I've seen that, but then we're stepping into another Sangha. So it's a very important point that Prabhupada's our absolute measure of all teachers and teachings. Okay, do you have any more? Oops. I had, uh, yeah, I was uh, muted, sorry. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, very compelling. Uh, as we roll on historically, we're doing a little history here. We mm -hmm. we move into uh, the 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 GBC did another resolution, did they not? Yes. On 
and and this time they use the word preeminent shiksha guru. What what mm -hmm. was that all about? What were what's mm -hmm. your understanding of the circumstance of that, etc.? Yeah, yeah. A little uh, context historically. You know, by then uh, the SPT had this, as you know, of course, uh, the uh, the Prabhupada's position committee, mm. and it was really becoming more and more prominent now. This idea of Prabhupada being the preeminent Chiksha Guru. <coughs> so in 2013, the GBC passed, which to this day, its most recent resolution about Srila Prabhupada's preeminent position in ISKCON. So one may wonder so, how did that statement compare with its first founder Acharya statement in 1994? So I'm going to bring that up and just read the most relevant part of that. So, uh, yeah, okay, this is an interesting little preface. So the GBC says, as the founder of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness and the preeminent teacher, see, we're getting really close to those exact words now, and preeminent teacher and ultimate authority within our society, Srila Prabhupada has a unique relationship with every ISKCON devotee. Mm. Okay, so, I'm just going to scroll down a little bit. And here is the passage that really speaks to the issue of Prabhupada's position, this preeminent Chiksha Guru. Srila Prabhupada, as the founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, is the preeminent guru for all members of ISKCON. <coughs> all members of ISKCON for all generations. See how expansive and visionary this is getting everybody's getting really tuned in to Srila Prabhupada for all generations are encouraged to seek shelter of Srila Prabhupada all members of, are entitled and encouraged to have a personal relationship with Srila Prabhupada through his books teachings service and his ISKCON society okay so it's it's interesting how these resolutions compare because whereas the 1994 statement focused more on Srila Prabhupada's position as founder Acharya, the 2013 statement focused more on the right and the opportunity every ISKCON member has to take shelter of Srila Prabhupada and develop their personal relationship with him. Mm -hmm. uh, so so, yeah. so this, uh, this came forward first from the Srila Prabhupada committee as part of the SPT, um, I, I think I think it would be uh, appropriate and, and nice to let everyone know that uh, Bhakti Churu Maharaj, His Holiness Bhakti Churu Maharaj, was one of the co-chairs of that uh, committee for a very long time. And, yes. And, of course, he was a very strong <coughs> proponent of the topic that we're talking about, Srila Prabhupada's position in the society and and I might add, he was equally strong on the the, the value and the need to serve ISKCON, and, and we, we miss him very much. Uh, so, okay, the, but out of that, it came forward. The GBC then uh, put that into the resolution. Mm -hmm. um, and let me I, say also that the resolution, it reflected a definite maturation in our mm -hmm. leadership's understanding of the key role Srila Prabhupada plays in every ISKCON devotee's spiritual life. But to help that understanding manifest 
in the hearts and minds of ISKCON's members would require more than legislation. It would require mm. systematic education. And therefore, the very next year, as you well know, Gopal Bhattarabhu, in 2014, the GBC approved and published the booklet that came out of the Prabhupada's position committee. It was called Srila mm. Prabhupada, the founder Acharya Iskhan, of Iskhan. And mm. it was presented to the assembled devotees as the definitive document on Srila Prabhupada's preeminent position in his movement. Now, in the six years since its publication, we may wonder how has that document helped our society move from a Diksha Guru-based culture to a more Foundaracharya-based culture. And has it? Well, <laughs> let me just say that until 2020, when the pandemic hit, while I was traveling the ISKCON world with my Foundaracharya seminars, which by the way, yes, the SPT really empowered me and authorized me to do this. But since you brought up His Holiness Bhakti True Maharaj, he visited us in Hawaii, where I was doing the preliminary research, where I was based back in 2011, 2012. <coughs> and he, he very humbly attended one of my presentations, one of my pilot presentations. And after he saw the presentation, he came up to me <laughs> and he said, Prabhu, you must take this all over the world. <laughs> so, I mean, to have Bhakti Tru Maharaj say that personally to me, when he, as far as ever since I've known, I knew Bhakti Tru Maharaj, the late great Bhakti Tru Maharaj, for him to personally say that, he was he was all about Foundaracharya from day one, from the from the time he started initiating. So for him to say that was so empowering. Mm. But but during my travels from 2012 to uh, 2020. I was surprised how many devotees had not even heard of the GBC's Founder Acharya booklet. And even if they had heard of it, many were not able to understand it because anyone who's read the booklet knows that the English discourse in the booklet that was written by Ravinder Saruprabhu on behalf of the committee, it's very high English discourse. It's like PhD discourse. So to this day, the booklet has not been translated from English into many languages. That's another point. And so what we sometimes call in ISKCON, our communications chasm, it's still, it, it's still denying many the opportunity to realize their foundational relationship with our preeminent Shiksha Guru, Srila Prabhupada. That's mm -hmm. an unfortunate fact. Uh, let's okay. uh, let let's uh, all go offline in the next uh, three four days. Uh, I'm I'm a bit busy over the next uh, two three days, but if you could write me mm -hmm. and uh, let us uh, talk about this book, mm -hmm. and let's talk about the potential of getting it uh, translated, mm -hmm. and let's talk about uh, promoting it. Uh, more broadly, at least we can make some steps to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. So, uh, okay, but that that was an important milestone, no question yeah. about it. Just yeah. that 
more more can be done. Um, you know, we have kind of a, a whole different world in some cases, in some ways. Of course, in some ways, it's all you know. It's just the just the same. Every living entity is trying to <laughs> control and enjoy separately from Krishna. They just find newer and more foolish ways to do so. Yeah. But, but you know, things have actually changed uh, as it relates to you know. Prabhupada's Shiksha Guru, preeminent Shiksha Guru position and whatnot, all the changes that have occurred, uh, What what's the dynamic there? Is there mm -hmm. uh, more opportunity, less opportunity? Uh, uh, what talk, talk to me about how changes have occurred. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Great, great question. And Prabhupada did address that himself. Yeah, in many ways, the world today is very different than it was some 50 years ago when Prabhupada was dictating and publishing his books. <coughs> so, yeah, the question could be asked, how did Srila Prabhupada, as Iskand's all-time preeminent Shiksha Guru, instruct us about applying his timeless teachings in a time-sensitive way? So Prabhupada addressed that right in his timeless Shiksha. Hmm. Uh, so let's take a look at a few ways Prabhupada addressed that. Some of my favorite quotes. A couple of CC quotes. Quote, a candidate for Krishna consciousness in the Western countries should be taught about the renunciation of material existence. But one would teach candidates from a country like India in a different way. The teacher, Adarya, has to consider time, candidate, and country. Hmm. He must avoid the principle of niyamagraha, that is, he should not try to perform the impossible. What is possible in one country may not be possible in another. The Acharya's duty is to accept the essence of devotional service. So as Prabhupada was circling the world 14 times in 12 years, he was keenly aware of, of what he called time country candidate, that one size does not fit all. So that leads me into another quote that he said also in CC purport. <coughs> quote, an acharya should devise a means by which people may somehow or other come to Krishna consciousness. First, they should become Krishna conscious and all the prescribed rules and regulations may later gradually be introduced. In our Krishna consciousness movement, we follow this policy of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. For example, since boys and girls in the Western countries freely intermingle, special concessions regarding their customs and habits are necessary to bring them to Krishna consciousness. The Acharya must devise a means to bring them to devotional service. So that's true all the time. Prabhupada, he would say things like, if I have any credit, it's that I haven't changed anything. Oh, my God, Prabhupada was forever adjusting things. He did so many things that wasn't done in the time of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta and the Gaudiya Mat. But Prabhupada never uh, betrayed timeless principles. He simply was expert at applying those principles in ways that would reach people in the ever-changing you know, kaleidoscope of, of the times and the places and the people. And that brings me to the final quote, my favorite one, about how to do this, <laughs> how to actually do this, 
how to take the timeless message and make it very timely. So it comes in a Bhagavatam purport. It's 141. And here's my favorite part of the purport. Quote, personal realization does not mean that one should, out of vanity, attempt to show one's own learning by trying to surpass the previous acharya. One must have full confidence in the previous acharya. And at the same time, one must realize the subject matter so nicely that he can present the matter for the particular circumstances in a suitable manner. <coughs> and the next sentence is in Prabhupada's italics. The original purpose of the text must be maintained. So Prabhupada's stressing that. And then he says, no obscure meaning should be screwed out of it, yet it should be presented in an interesting manner for the understanding of the audience. And here's the final sentence. This is called realization. <laughs> and that is so profound that we become realized as we uh, imbibe Prabhupada's spirit of compassion and out of compassion and a, a deep desire to share uh, timeless Krishna consciousness with people, we are willing to go right where they are and lead them step by step uh, to the love and the light of Prabhupada's uh, teachings. Mm. So, I, yeah, I really love this quote. Um, I uh, facilitate dialogue uh, with the GBC College and at the ISKCON Leadership Sangha on marketing. And uh -huh. uh, I begin my marketing session with that quote. Okay, great. It is, it, 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 it not only, it, it, many, many uh, points of value from Srila Prabhupada's word, uh, words on that. But one way I look at that quote is, it uh, demonstrates that Srila Prabhupada was the master marketeer. Yes. <laughs> yes. We so, don't have time, but anyway, go ahead. Well, I, I... One thing that's coming to my mind here is this. As I look at ISKCON, and I, I would say that I know num numerous devotees that feel similar, we have done very, very well at creating diversity. Uh, we are so diverse, in fact, that uh, it appears that uh, possibly it's even hurting us. Mm. And Srila Prabhupada's instruction was not, you know, please exercise and create as much diversity as you possibly can. That was, that was actually not the instruction. The instruction <laughs> was unity and diversity. Yes, yes. Uh, so that, and that, you know, very important instruction to all ISKCON devotees it was also a specific and direct instruction to the GBC that they meet every year to discuss unity and diversity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if there's truth to my statement that we don't have enough unity, is not this notion of becoming stronger in establishing Srila Prabhupada as the preeminent Shiksha Guru, the, the centerpiece of finding that unity? Absolutely. If, if Prabhupada is our preeminent Shiksha Guru, 
it follows that he provides the core identity and foundational relationship for all generations of his followers. Or put another way, as you suggest, our founder Acharya provides the unity amid our ever increasing, often dizzying diversity. So, so the question is, what work do we still have to do in our ISKCON Sangha to make that self-evident truth a reality? Well, I would like to invite everyone to consider that we ISKCONers may note with profit how the Ramanujis and the Madhvas have survived and thrived over the centuries by honoring, by honoring their founder Acharya as the mm -hmm. foundational spiritual master for all generations of gurus and disciples in their respective sampradayas. For example, in the Ramanuja branch of the Sri Sampra, or the Sri or Lakshmi Sampradaya, serious followers still introduce themselves like this. And of course, it's Tamil. That's the, the language, Sri Rangam, Tamil Nadu. Sri Rangam, that's the capital of the Ramanuja. <coughs> so if I met a, 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 Ram, a serious Ramanuji, oh, Prabhu, who are you? So they might say in Tamil, Adiyen Ramanuja Dasan. I am your servant, the servant of Ramanuja. Indeed, it is Ramanuja's Mahagrantas, his great books. They study, his mm -hmm. Murti they worship, and his mission they execute. Sound familiar? Who do we, whose Murti do we worship every day at Guru Puja? Mm -hmm. whose, whose Bhagavatam do we study every day? Whose mission do we execute? So firmly grounded in Ramanuja as their foundational spiritual master, in 2017, the Ramanujis celebrated their founder Acharya's millennial, not centennial, millennial, <laughs> the 1,000th anniversary of his appearance in 1017 CE, Common Era, to take, Shrila, to take Lord Chaitanya's movement to every town and village. How much more does ISKCON, an international Sangha, need to deeply understand the unique transcendental position of Srila Prabhupada who provides the unity amid our, our ever-increasing global diversity. Now to illustrate this, how this works, I'd like to tell a story, but I don't, we only have a few minutes left. No, take, uh, take the time. Go ahead, tell Okay. Me. Okay, it's a very powerful story. Uh, yeah, so how will we Iskanders realize our foundational relationship and core identity with our preeminent Shiksha Guru and founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada? Not by, not by more legislation, nor by even education alone, unless that education is nurtured and supported, especially by our Diksha and Shiksha Gurus. Now mm -hmm. to illustrate, I will end with this short story. I'll, I'll do the short form. I have a colleague in edu ISKCON education, very bright lady who is also very humble and doesn't want to be, uh, she wants to remain anonymous, <laughs> so I will honor her request. Anyway, uh, she read Prabhupada's Gita as it is in 1987 as we were going through our dramas and traumas in the 80s and she was totally thrilled. She's 
born in India, Western educated though. And she was mortified to find out because she knew that this is my spiritual master, mortified to find out that the author of Gita as it is had passed away 10 years earlier in 1977. Anyway, long story short, she ends up marrying a, a Prabhupada initiate, moving to America, and she's reading Prabhupada's books, and she's a teacher. And she keeps reading in the books that we have you have to take you have to take initiation. But because of what she's witnessing, observing in ISKCON, she's not sure about that. And so she does write somebody who's uh, who says, Well, I'm not so much initiating anymore. And you know, you've already married your husband is a Prabhupada initiate and he's your Pati Guru. Mother just takes shelter of him. She was disappointed. But then the 90s went on more and more. And, and you know, we were still going through some betrayals and, you know, traumas and traumas. So she starts thinking, I'm not sure I want to take initiation because I don't want to be disappointed. And I know Prabhupada's my spiritual master. So, anyway, as we said, Y2K came and went. And, the world did not go up in a puff of cyber smoke. And, and so she said to her husband after the new millennium, and she's been reading Prabhupada's books now, you know, 13, 14 years. Prabhu, this is driving me crazy. Prabhupada's telling me I have to take initiation. Rupa Goswami is telling me, and Prabhupada's telling me in Nectar Devotion. And I just can't do it. But I have to do it. So help me. So then they attend a festival in 2003 and she gets inspired by the leader speaking. And she said to her husband, Prabhu, I have to speak to Maharaj. I have to reveal my mind. This dilemma is driving me crazy. So her husband said, okay, I'll speak to the organizer of the festival. See if we can get a little darshan. So the organizer said, well, you know, Maharaj, he's been traveling all over the world and He's sick and he's tired, and but I'll tell you what, I'll give you 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes to solve this lady's, you know, 16-year-old problem now. <clears throat> anyway, by Chris's mercy, 10 minutes turned into 20 minutes, turned into 30 minutes, and after 40 minutes, the lady had spilled out her entire dilemma, her entire life story, and then she said, Maharaj, I can't imagine offering you know, food or, or incense to anybody else's picture, but Srila Prabhupada. But Prabhupada's telling me I have to be initiated. Am I being offensive? And so the Maharaj very wisely said, no, you're not being offensive. You're being intelligent. Now, this is the new millennium. So slowly but surely, this Khan's culture is moving toward the founder Acharya. And this Maharaj got it. And then he said something really wonderful. Uh, Maharaji, what if you took initiation, initiation from someone who wouldn't block your relationship with Srila Prabhupada, but who would enrich, enhance, and deepen your relationship with Srila Prabhupada, mm. who would bring you closer to Srila Prabhupada? What, what, would you, what would you think of that? 
the lady said, oh, I never heard that before. Oh my God, the poor lady, no wonder she had such a dilemma. She never heard that. That mm. wasn't, that wasn't the, the mood yet. Mm. Widespread enough in his kind. And so, so she started corresponding with Maharaj and lo and behold, a year later, she did take picture from him after 17 years of reading Prabhupada's books. And then I knew her story because she's a colleague of mine, a friend of mine in this kind of education. So while I was researching the founder Acharya seminars, I said, uh, Prabhu, can you write this down? I want to get it right. I, this is a powerful story. I want to use it. So she said, okay. So she told me what I just told you. And then she said something wonderful. So this is in 2011. So seven years after she'd been initiated. And Suresh Prabhu, I'm happy to say that in the seven years that Maharaj uh, and I have had this Diksha relationship, Diksha disciple, because Maharaj is who he is, he has now taken his place at the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada in my heart. And I said, yes, that's parampara. That's the way it works. Srila Prabhupada is our foundational spiritual master, our core identity. And the Shiksha and Diksha gurus enrich, enhance, and deepen that relationship. That's why we love them. Because Prabhupada's totally in the center. So it's not enough just to have legislation or even education, unless it's backed up by practical Adhikar, an example of especially our Shikshin Diksha Gurus modeling that. Mm. Yes. Wow. Such a wonderful story and a wonderful presentation of this. Mm. Uh, one quick question, because we do have to end soon. Uh, what if devotees want to hear more from you? Do you have like a YouTube channel or do you have something where some of your presentations are easily accessible? Yeah, um, I'm, I, uh, I have an aspiring student who is a lot more tech savvy than me. <laughs> and so uh, it's, all, it's all on my Facebook page. <laughs> Okay. But I don't, even know, I don't even know how to tell you to get there because she handles it. But I do have, uh, if anybody writes me, I mean, I'm at S-U-R-E-S-V-A-R-A, Sureshwara at gmail.com. And I can just give you the link to okay. uh, a YouTube. There is. I was recorded professionally in Melbourne last Kartik, pre-COVID. They did a great job. So all the 10 Foundaracharya uh, seminar lessons are there. Mm, mm. Each lesson's of a couple of hours, you know, with the full Q&A and everything, all the stories and the songs and <laughs> all the antics I do. So, uh, yeah, just write me and I'll send you the link. Okay. And, and what we'll do as a follow-up is uh, SPT will send out that link uh to all of the uh, oh there's your uh email address that's good so people mm -hmm. can write that down good. and the spt will send out a follow-up uh message on this uh, from who we have to now end unfortunately i'm sure we could continue talking this has been tremendous nectar uh i thank you so much uh it's thank just you, been a wonderful wonderful time listening to you uh, thank you for including me such an honor such a privilege Hare krishna
Hare Krishna. All right. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Very well. Uh-huh.